Welcome to The Hunter's Home, a Monster Hunter community podcast for hunters by hunters. Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunter's Hub, episode 14. Uh, today, we are just, well, we as in me, just Fortuan, uh, <laughs> is uh, joined by Eric's from across the ocean. Hey. How's it going? Thank you for having me back. It's good to, it's good to be here. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to have you on again. It was fun the first time, and I bet it's going to be fun this time. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Always, always good to talk Monster Hunter. Definitely, definitely. Yes, um, especially with so much of it going on the the zeitgeist of it coming out so soon yeah yeah i mean yeah. I, was, I was just like i mean it's it's, it's crazy the amount of stuff that's i get to the point now where i just can't stay can't like keep on top of it because there's there were trailing obviously we had like the elder dragon trailer and they just suddenly mm-hmm. started dropping commercials left right and center every time i go on and like suddenly there was like the capcom tv stream and i'm just like yo slow down i can't keep on top of all of this stuff so <laughs> but it's good it's good it's it's, it's really nice to see yeah, well, not only that, um, but you're also covering. You said DBZ, and then you're also doing, you know, still do- Destiny continues on every. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, obviously that's that's you know, it's a kind of slightly slower period. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things. I mean, there's other things kind of popping up soon as well. I mean, I'm trying to juggle as many as I can. Like I know Nino Kuni Two is around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. Shadow of Colossus, like the remastered one. But yeah, the 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 big one is of course. You know, I was I was kind of because I'm super looking forward to Dragon Ball Fighters, but it's just that on the same day as Monster Hunter, like I just. Monster Hunter is going to take priority. It has to. It's like, it's like it's one of my favorite game series, and I'm just like, I really yeah. want to play Dragon Ball, but it's going to have to happen like in and around it. So yeah, I'm just trying to trying to juggle as many things as I can this week, so that next week when that Monster Hunter launches, I can just see be like, oh, my videos are done. I'm just going to play some Monster Hunter. That's the hope. That's the hope. Still got videos to make, lots of videos to make, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I, I can understand that. Um... So just real quick uh, for the audience, uh, I got in the habit of doing a little more plugging in the beginning because we don't really do that. But just real quick, if you guys want to uh, catch the latest updates, you can follow me at Fortuan on Twitter. And um, we have a new Patreon, which is just Hunter's Hub, uh, patreon.com slash Hunter's Hub. So that boring stuff out of the way. What do you say we get, we get into it, Eric? So, Let's do it. Let's do it. Nergigante. That, that beta is dropping tonight for me super early in the morning for you yeah um, uh you are you excited i know you fought nair gigante before so i did yeah yeah so there was the the event in the uk um mm-hmm. they, they put in like this this kind of small event and there were about sort of like 80 people there but it was the first chance for like us to fight Nergigante, and it was it was really good yeah really like it, it's i think it's i'm excited to see what other people say because i mean i appreciate you know i mean you you know this you know this only too well as well but like the demos typically don't necessarily they're not they're not there des- designed to try and sort of say oh this is how difficult Monster Hunter is they're you know obviously Correct. for the purposes of world they were there to test the servers and they're mm-hmm. also also to a certain extent uh, you know they're, they're more focused on trying to get more people into world so you know if, they, if suddenly they were like hey this is a, this incredibly difficult game people would wish be like I'm put off already so I think the the base has served a perfect purpose but for those people 
that were like, oh, this game's too easy. Like, mm. no Gigante is going gonna, is gonna to give you a chance. I mean, like, to be clear, people are still going to go in and they're still going to defeat him probably quite quickly in the beta because, they, you know, they're going to kind of get, get around it. But he definitely gives you, like, if the first few times you fight him and you're learning his moves, he will mess you up. Like, he's got a few almost sure. one-hit KO moves. So, um, yeah, that's going to be fun. Now, do you still have the same gear? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So the beta gear... Okay. Um, so if you are, I'd say on like 80% health and he does his dive bomb on you, yeah, you're dead. Like, <laughs> so there's, yeah. there's a couple of them you need to be like, you need to be like super careful on. Um, I think it's just kind of funny because obviously talking to Tokuda-san, like the director, he just, uh, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, like when I went and interviewed him in Japan and also when he just like, he was at Paris Games Week, he was like, yeah, Nogante doesn't mess around. If you want a challenge, then uh, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a fun one. So that's, uh, I mean, because I, I, also the, the unfortunate thing was at the event I was at, because there was because there were so many people, I didn't get a chance to play too much. So, uh, like the first time I jumped on, we were playing with some people that hadn't, you know, they were kind of getting used to the game. So we probably shouldn't have put them into the Nogigante hunt. So we kind of lost our we lost our quest there. And then when I had the when I managed to assemble a team, we like we got him limping, and then at the last minute, just he wipes out. So I haven't actually defeated him at the time of recording this podcast. I haven't actually defeated him at the event. So the beta is my chance to uh, get my revenge on him. Okay, cool. I'm hoping to be able to take him down. Um, I I don't know if uh, you heard when I talked about when I got finally got to play and go through the beta because I, I don't get to go to those events and that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Um, but I finally did get to play, and I actually I've taken everything down uh, with every weapon at this point. Really? Uh, which was nice. sort of my my goal. Um, but uh, one thing I had problems with is um, a lot of Older hunters are coming that back and that kind of stuff. And my OG hunting crew from like 2004, 2005 have started mm-hmm. playing again. Um, and they were my old high school buddies. And we haven't played games together since like 2006, like when okay. I graduated high school. So it's been a long time since we played together. And we this Monster Hunter beta has brought all of them back. So That's awesome. Yeah, it, it is awesome. But the thing is, they're not as versed in monster hunter since monster hunter one. Oh wow okay okay I can so see going. <laughs> they're not as good as they used to be they're kind of right. rusty and that kind of stuff so I, we never could take down an anjanath uh with just a two man it never worked out we got a full four man or anything but when it was a two man it was mostly me carrying the weight and it wasn't that we were dying so much we would time out right so, um, I don't know if anyone's completed the multiplayer as a solo, um, but yeah, that was a little hard. So I'm almost afraid to take on Nergigante because I think we need a four full man, you know, full four man team, and I'm not sure that that's going to happen. So I have it's... to take him down solo. I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like, because obviously this one has a slightly short time limit; it has 15 minutes as well, and you've only got mm-hmm. the three carts, so it's a more well on the cart front. It's a more conventional quest on the timer front. Obviously, it's quite a short quest. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. that I mean, that in itself is going to be. I think I think when we were playing at the event, we got him limping about seven minutes in. Um, but that was okay. obviously with a, with a, like a with a four man team. So I reckon, yeah, I reckon solo, you you, you know, you'll be fine. You just need to. Yeah. I, I think definitely the first. I mean, you know, typical monster hunter stuff, right? Your first hunt is always like your learning hunt because you just need to be able to like because he he's got some rather interesting he's got some rather interesting move move patterns and there's a couple of them that he's got these sort of fake out moves where it looks like he's gonna do one thing and then he'll just sort of like jump and just change directions or like when he goes to do his like he'll jump mm-hmm. up in the air 
it'll look like he's about to slam down and then suddenly he can just switch and just slam behind him instead. So he's got a couple of, a couple of interesting ones there, definitely. A, a lot of the Elder Dragons like that have those sort of tricky moves. Uh, mm. I remember Teostra, he, he's, at least in the older games, he's very tricky on like where he's going to jump. You know, he yeah. does that jumping back and forth kind of thing. He's oh, not. Yeah. Uh, he, he's always a, you, like you can kind of guess where he's going to jump, but you really have to wait till he jumps to dodge. Um, yeah. A lot of these elder dragons are very difficult because you know they they give you less of a time to react, a little bit bit less predictable and that kind of stuff. So mm. I, I I am looking forward to fighting him. Hopefully, uh, I can take him down. Um, yeah. But one thing I was going to mention is since we've last talked, it's been. Well, we talked in October. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I've actually switched my main weapon uh, in Monster really? World. Yeah, so I'm going to be a longsword main now. Oh, longsword is incredible. It feels so good, right? When you get the, uh, yeah. I always forget the name, but the, basically the counter slash. When you get that, oh, mm-hmm. it feels so good. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know if you saw it, but it's on my Twitter. I have a clip of me taking down an Anjanath with a counter. Uh, and it really? was so good. Uh, yeah, it was when he does that that thing where he just digs into the ground and pushes forward with his wings. Ah, uh, yes. Um, that big, like his biggest attack. Um, I was like uh, with him on a cliff, uh, and I did the fade slash, and the sword was up in the air, and I immediately went into the counter, and he he did that thing, and I sliced by him and took him down. It was it was a good shot. That's amazing. <laughs> that is that's um, that's so awesome. Um, but actually, the biggest reason why I switched is I actually miss how Generations does the charge blade. Um, okay, really? Yeah, and it's not that I don't like the counter into the AD kind of stuff. It's that the guard points for me are harder to pull off because there's no longer a visual cue. Uh, okay, interesting, interesting. Okay, I, I mean, I can, I can see, I can see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually something I kind of I brought up when I was chatting to. Like one of my friends recently, I was just like, oh, I kind of, I do, like, even though, like, because I, because I use charge play so much, like, I know yep. where they are, but I'm like, I do, I did quite like, especially for people that are trying to learn the weapon, it was quite nice, there was a very clear, this is a guard point kind of visual effect, whereas, you know, now it's almost, uh, I think, I think, I, f- I feel like partly the reason they've done that as well is because they're a little bit more forgiving this time, because not only do you have yeah. guard points, but they're, to a certain extent, from certain, certain just general blocks, you can also go into, like, AD from a normal block, like, if you've got your charge shield and you just block an attack, there are yeah. certain situations, as long as it's not like too too hefty of an attack, then just from a block alone, you can go into an AED. Um, so I feel like that that might that might possibly be why. But I know what you mean. Yeah, that was that was that was a really cool addition, actually. Yeah, and I, I just it threw me off enough that I couldn't do it anymore. And I actually one of my worst because I was timing myself uh, across the various monsters to, to sort of get a like okay, I'm open to changing weapons. It's what I said to myself when I started playing the first beta. Hmm. So. Um, not that I don't like charge blade. It's just like, yeah, I've been a charge blade main since for ultimate and you know, sometimes you just want to switch it up. So, um, I was like, okay, charge blade, uh, it took me three something minutes or I can't remember. It was, it was a decent enough time to take down, um, Jagras. And then every subsequent weapon aside from the insect glaive was actually faster for me than charge blade because, Yeah, well, the guard point stuff. It was just like, I'm yeah. trying to do guard points. And part of it was me learning it, too, getting used to the new controls of the PlayStation and that kind of stuff. Because mm. I, I don't know how many times I sprinted instead of blocked. I just, my brain wants to be closer to the front of the stick because of the DS. It's... <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you mean, though, about the guard points. I mean, like, I do, I like, I definitely found that, 
I feel like for me, and you know, all the times I'm using them so far, they're still they still haven't quite sunk in as being like second nature like they used to be. Like you know, for ultimate, you kind of you get to the point of just doing it without thinking, like almost you know, just as much as you would press a guard button, you go into guard points. Um, yeah. For a while, and what like. I'm getting. I'm using them a lot more frequently than I used to be to begin with. But like you know, for me initially when I was first playing in like the beta and even when I played like in Japan, um, a lot of the time I just kind of I just I kept on trying to. I would have to like think about using them to use them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like it wouldn't kind of come second nature. But I mean, it's, I think it'll just start to fall into place. Like, you know, the longer the longer that I use the the weapon. But it's funny you should say like talk about changing mains though. I mean, because like I feel I think I think it, I think World is one of those games that it's just going to make me main every weapon anyway. I mean, I'll, I'll do mm-hmm. that to begin with. Anyway, because I like to, I like to get proficient with all the weapons because I obviously do weapon tutorials and stuff. So I like to try and make sure I I know them all like really well. But True. I do still yeah. ultimately like gravitate towards one. But I think because because now when I factor in the time that I played at Gamescom, the time that I played in Japan, and the time that I played in the beta, I've used the charge blade so much to the point where I'm like, you know what? I love this weapon, but I feel like for when the game comes out, for it to feel fresh for me, I feel like I wanna use a different weapon so i think yeah. my my second main is like is for sure going to be hammer like hammer just feels so good in world like i just i i love the new uh power charge mechanic um yeah. and just and, i mean yeah exactly and there's like literally no better feeling than sliding down a hill and going to that cartwheel that <laughs> that move is amazing i i i would counter and say the dual blade uh one feels better uh, I made fun uh, yes. of it because Fair. it looks like you're falling downstairs down the, the, the monster's back, but <laughs> it's still so cool. <laughs> it is. Very, that's true. That's true. That, that is very, yeah, that is very cool too. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Not to discount the hammer though. That is, it is amazing feeling. Yeah. Uh, uh, so just a little backstory. I used to be a hammer main. So oh, okay. from uh, freedom. So I played every game in the series extensively. Mm. Um, so from freedom two until, so uh, up through three ultimate, I was a hammer main. And oh, really? Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a very versed hammer bro. So I was glad to see the hammer got something new. The reason why I switched from hammer in four ultimate is I was again I was one of the okay I'm open to new weapons. I want to try something new. I've been doing this for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe eight or seven at that point. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's been it's something I I know in and out. It's not that it's boring or anything, but it doesn't have a lot of different options. So the no, thing true. about the hammer is the simplicity of it. And I was like, I want to get something more complex. I want to challenge my button input when fighting mm. monsters a little bit. And that's why I gravitated towards the charge blade Yeah. Um, a- after failing miserably at trying to be a uh, sword and shield main. <laughs> ah, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I used to. Um, are you? Because I used to swap mains like each game. Because, like, because for me, like, mm-hmm. obviously, I started playing in Freedom Second. Um, mm-hmm. So I started with Greatsword for a little bit, and then you know, for the first for the first few Hunter ranks, and then I then I became a Hammer main, and I basically did like Hammer for the rest of that game, and then yeah. partly in partly into and obviously into Freedom Unite, and then I think after that I went um, Portable Third. I did Dual Blades and Sword and Shield, and then um, what was it? Try I did Longsword and Switch Axe. No, uh, yeah, Longsword and Switch Axe, and then. Three ultimate. I think I came back to. I think I came back to hammer, and then sword and shield for a bit, and then yeah, yeah. charge blade. Three U hammers were good. There mm. was a lot of good hammers in three U. Yeah, I loved the Legiacris ones. They were. Oh yeah, such, such cool designs. Yeah, definitely. Um. So, uh, back to, uh, Nair Gigante. Mm. I uh, I want to say that I think that the spike growing mechanic. Now that we've seen it pretty well before you know they just explained it to us in the first reveal of them um 
Well, at least for us. I, uh, I don't know about you. I don't know if you saw him beforehand or anything like that. But the spike growing mechanic, um, that kind of looked like it was going to be very annoying to begin with. Yeah. But it, it sounds like more so uh, it, it's not as much as annoying as it's sort of like teaching you to you have to focus this part a little bit or if it's already uh, blackened, you just have to avoid that part till he breaks it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's probably going to be how a lot of people fight him because mm-hmm. like I mean, obviously when you you know when you get that like, kind of the the efficiencies that really want to sort of like speed run it, then they're going to be focusing on certain parts. But I think a lot of people when they're when they're starting to learn him, especially if you're playing cautiously, then I think a lot of the time you just get to the point where you're like, all right, because because the spikes are only ever where is it wings, head, tail, and front legs or front arm, should I yeah. say? So basically, if he gets to the point where he's all in black, then you just hit him in the back legs. You hit him in the kind of middle part of his tail, or you can kind mm-hmm. of just stand underneath him and hit him in the stomach. So it's kind of, yeah, it's one of those things that when I, yeah, when I first heard about it as well, having like, you know, because the first time I fought him was at the, the beta event. So I, yeah. uh, up until then, I'd, I'd seen it. And I was like, oh, this, this sounds like a really kind of interesting thing. But in actual fact, in practice, it's, um, it definitely does force you to reposition, but it's not anywhere near as kind of debilitating as I thought. Cause it's like, it doesn't get to the point where he suddenly becomes this impenetrable fortress. It's just like, actually there's just a few, I guess the, the main thing that it does is it, like, it does protect kind of some of the weaker points for him. So, you know, if you yeah. are forced to like the back legs or the, the middle tail, you're not really hitting in the most efficient places. Um, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of apex monsters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's those were always annoying. So <laughs> at least you know you can get past it without having to use a a random weird item to get. <laughs> true, <laughs> I true. Hated that. <laughs> I, know, I mean, that's that's also partly why. Like, I mean, it makes me love charge blade so much as well because, of course, when you go to the charge, when you charge the blade, you have yeah. natural mind's eye. So I'm just sitting there like, mm-hmm. lol, this is funny. No um, problem. Yeah, Spir- yeah the yeah. spirit slash for me will be the same. The spirit combo. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I wanted to say, did, I don't know if you got a chance to see it yet. Cause it just released today for me. Um, it would be today for you still, but, um, they did the sort of, uh, announcing of Nergigante in the beta on like their official YouTube channel, uh, for monster hunter. Uh, and they were showing off the London event, uh, in the background. Oh uh, yes. Uh, and there was a lot of interviews with various people playing, and they only they showed a lot of uh, two six nine talking, but not yes. you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was kind of there as well, but they, I mean, I think they kind of just sort of like pick and choose different people anyway. But they're they always trying yeah. to like get um get different people's like kind of inputs and stuff. But yeah, there, there were loads of people there that were. Uh, in fact, one of the guys that was there had like kind of an interesting story because he um he came from um. What do you call it? He was he was actually at PSX, so he managed to fight oh, okay. Nogante, and he was one of the few teams at PSX that actually managed to defeat it. Oh, okay. So then he came to the London event as well, and everyone was like, "This is the guy you got to beat." So that was uh, that was the challenge. Here comes the pro hunter. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Mm. Yeah, I just I, I just saw that video maybe a couple of hours ago. I didn't even know you know like I was sitting there trying to find something for my daughter to watch on YouTube, oh. and I was like, "There's a new video," and she's like, "No, I don't want to watch that." And I'm like, "You're watching it right now." Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna watch it anyway. It was actually really yeah. interesting. Like chatting to the chatting to the guy who who did it. Though. Like he um. He spoke about, like, it's, it's one of those things where you obviously, you know, when the beta leaves, you think about these different things you want to try, but you, like, you know, you forget about them, you never get the chance. But he, um, like, the team that he he did when he was at PSX, like, he was an mm. Insect Glaive user. Um, there was, like, a Dual Blade user, a Charge Blade user. And um, 
I mean, this will work for like Lance as well, but like there was a gun lance user on the team and they basically did like what I've kind of, I'm calling it like aggro lancing. So like a really cool, oh, okay. like really cool idea because basically they put on challenger mantle and because Lance and gun lance have the strongest shields, you can actually like block an attack and it won't cancel your challenger mantle. Um, okay. Whereas if you use a sword and shield, like, you know, because the shield's weaker, you'll still lose your mantle. Um, yeah, you'll so effectively, get back. if you, yeah, so effectively what, what they did for Nogigante to kind of like to try and do it in a, like a relatively quick time was the Gunlance user sat there with a challenger mantle on, blocking every single attack. And Nogigante, of course, focused on the Gunlance user because he's got challenger mantle on. So that means that the rest of the people didn't, a lot of the time, weren't really being attacked. So they were just free to do the damage on him. Um, wow. And then, like the insect glaive user, he was just free to go around picking up all the all the all the jellies and stuff, and or oh, I call them jellies, you <laughs> um, know. And yeah. um, and the other guys are there doing damage. And yeah, provided he provided he didn't mess up his blocks at any point, then the challenger mantle remains active until it obviously until it naturally runs out of time. So that's actually like a really like something that I'm gonna I definitely want to test this in this beta because like you know it just seems like a I mean, that's that's kind of if you think about it in like an MMO term, that's basically you know you being a tank and you're just drawing all the aggro. Be like, come right. and get me, um, and that could be you know if, that, if that's a if you if you get like really proficient with that, that could become like a really really powerful strategy because you know you find anything that's like massively aggressive and you just like yeah just force it to come towards you, and then you kind of mm. like just leave, leave it open for your team. So yeah, it's a, it's a very new strategy for Monster Hunter. There's never really been a sort of a role. It's always been yeah hit and don't get hit you know work as a team and don't hit each other there's never really been any sort of role assignment um exactly I, well sometimes people call hunter horn and sword and shield support um but i always preface this by saying they are totally fine solo weapons people exactly. <laughs> don't it's true, it's true. don't try to pigeonhole other hunters into being certain roles that's not what this game is about <laughs> no it's, it's true very very true very true yeah uh so uh I wanted to say this before I forget. Uh, my daughter actually wanted me to say hi to you for for her. So hi. she was like, say hi, Eric. Say hi to Eric. And she's three, so she, she just basically watches the videos with me sometimes. And oh, that's she awesome. likes She likes you and Game Grumps, although we don't let her watch Game Grumps all the way because they cuss. Ah, uh, of course. She yeah, likes yeah. the intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's true. The intro is cool. The intro is cool. Well, say hi from me. Okay, I will. Um, so... Uh, Moving on from uh, from Nergigante, uh, just the beta in general. Are you uh, are you kind of or you know the beta is so close to launch? Like, mm. did this surprise you that that we're actually getting this beta? Because yeah, I, I mean, was I, floored. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I I honestly thought like I thought all right, a second beta typically makes sense because you know a lot of the time if they're testing things like servers, you know they 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 did the first one which was like PlayStation Plus, second one was not PlayStation Plus. Obviously, it means they can throw more people in. I was like, I would I honestly thought after that they'd probably have all the data they needed. Um, mm-hmm. And and it was over Christmas it, weekend. It was so yeah weird. yeah that the, yeah I mean the timing was very weird for that kind of stuff. Um, I think I think if anything, like I, I thought to myself, if we were going to get another beta, I was I was honestly expecting. I know I know obviously like. PlayStation 4 seems like the lead platform for this, but I was honestly expecting them to kind of just like last minute be like, oh, by the way, Xbox, you can play for a couple of days or something. Would have been yeah. kind of nice. But I mean, yeah, the fact they kind of, they, the fact they did a beta literally like the week before, I mean, by the time the, the beta closes, it'll be Monday. It's going to be like four days before the game comes out. That, I mean, yeah, right. that, did, that did really surprise me. Um, I mean, I guess maybe it's one of those things where they're just like, oh, you know, the build's there. I'll just give, some, give people something like a means to tide them over until the game comes out. But yeah, I didn't, um, I was, yeah, I honestly didn't expect that. I was like, I didn't can even account for it. I was I was going to be away that weekend as well, and I was like, ah, yeah. oh, I, I better 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 change my plans now. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you probably had a bunch of stuff to sort of catch up on other games before you dive into Monster Hunter. And then, like, this comes out, and you're like, well, crap, I got to... <laughs> exactly that. I was, I was literally like, yeah, I literally had, like, I was like, oh, this weekend I can use it to, you know, I can use it to, like, loads of different things, be great. And then it's like, uh, okay, let's just shuffle everything around now, change my working week. <laughs> so, but, no, but it's, it's good, though. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, I mean, oh, I say it, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be nice just to have a chance to, like, any, any chance to play more Monster Hunter is, is always good. But I do feel like, I definitely like. I definitely want to find Nogante. There's a few more things that I want to do in this beta that I didn't get a chance to do before. But I feel like mm-hmm. I'll probably play. It. I probably won't play it quite as much as I played the first one, just because like it is so close to launch, and like I've played this content so much. Because of course, this is also like yeah. basically a variation of what was like at Gamescom and various different things like packs and stuff. So like I don't want to just like do this content over and over again to the point where I'm just like, oh, you know. So I think I'll. I think I'll. I'll do my Nogante. Mess around with some cool stuff. Probably do some more speed runs because that was kind of what we enjoyed doing last time. And then be like, you know what? Yeah, no, I'm just gonna wait. Yeah, I I probably expected just to have just probably see you guys just do Nergagante because yeah, J- Jagras even to me has been boring at this point. Um, <laughs> I mostly fight Baroth so I can go fight Diablos, my favorite monster. Fair, um, fair. I was never able to take down Rathalos or Diablos by myself though. Uh, okay. I did take down Juritatis, um, but it's me getting used to the controls and that kind of stuff. And I will admit, I am not the best hunter in the world. I'm just super experienced and knowledgeable that doesn't mean i'm good (laughs) (laughs) as long as you're enjoying it that's the main thing though right yeah uh (laughs) so uh maybe uh i wanted to ask you like what so the monster roster right a lot of people veterans especially will say i don't like using the veteran term but i'll go because that's how adopt a hunter is using it veterans and newbies Mm. um um, by the way, uh, well, quick aside, are, are you part of the adopt a hunter thing or are you, are you just sort of, I like, mean, hey. I, I haven't, I mean, I've, I've seen it, but I, I honestly haven't had a chance to, just, I've been like so busy. I haven't had a chance to like properly look into it yet. I mean, I've, but I've, I've seen it like in passing and stuff. So I need to, it, it's a really cool effort. Um, and I'm kind of plugging another thing here, but like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just participating. I'm not in any way officially involved with them. Um, but I think it's a really cool thing to sort of bring in newcomers. The thing is, it's like a three to one ratio of, of experienced players to newcomers right now. Yeah. Mostly because I don't think a lot of those newcomers really are in the same channels that would know about adopt a hunter. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad they got to go to pack South and that kind of thing. And they actually got to talk to Capcom and they've restructured a bit recently. So yeah, I think anyone's list. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying, I think it's also one of those things where, like, an initiative like that will probably see a lot more interest, like, a week or so into launch. Because, like, I think, right. if you think about it, a lot of people that are like, oh, this game looks interesting, I'm probably going to check it out. But because they haven't played it yet, or they haven't got the full game, they're not invested like we are. So, like, you know, like, like me, you know, we'll, we'll sit on, like, the subreddit every single day. We'll look for news every day. We'll just look at everything mm-hmm. every day. I think those people, until they've played Monster Hunter, and, and until, you know, when they play it and it clicks and they're like, I like this, then they'll be like, all right, let me go online and start looking at things. And that's, I think that's when they'll they'll discover this. They'll be like, oh, here's a chance for me to get better kind of thing. So I feel like that initiative will probably take flight a lot, you know, a couple of weeks into launch, uh, once people mm-hmm. have started, like, finding their feet. And also, you know, inevitably it happens in, like, every Monster Hunter game, right? People will, you know, they start the game it's quite manageable to begin with and then they'll probably like they'll probably hit their own wall you know whatever it ends up being whether it ends yeah. up being like a baroth or an anginath or something they'll hit their wall and that's the point where they'll be like all right how do i go and get some help and then this will probably be where it starts to like flourish and blossom and stuff so i think i think i think it's a brilliant i mean you know it's one of those things that i mean i've said it time and time again and I, it's also kind of what i try to do in my videos you know i try to produce my videos in a way that it makes sure i, I always kind of 
starts them in a way where it's like if you've never played before then you can understand this video but if you're a veteran there's also going to be value for you here as well so i try and kind of cater to both audiences in that in that vein because yeah ultimately if we you know if we all want our if we all want a series that we love to grow i want right. more people to play that series um which is always why you know like when when like in throughout you know following from like when it was announced at E3 and then, you know, all, all the way up until launch, when there have been kind of people like unsure about certain things or some of these quality of life changes and then people are like, oh, is that making it too easy? It's like, you know, it's really not. I'm like, I'm yeah. always I'm always happy for both sides because ultimately any of, the, any of the things that people are unsure of, it's just like these are things that you don't even have to use. But like if it, if it means that more people are going to get into Monster Hunter and like it, it's a great thing. Yeah, I, I was personally very vocal about the sort of EKG meter for the mm -hmm. lock-on. Um, I was very against that, um, but when I actually got to play in the demo, I realized it's not really that overt. You don't really see it that much, so I just ignored it. And yeah, it I mean, I, I honestly don't even look at it at all. I mean, I forget. I forget it's there yeah. half the time. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like it was cheapening the whole looking at monster behavior and animations kind of thing that we've been doing since game one. Yeah, even though it wasn't even, it wasn't as flushed out in game one, and now we have tired, which you know. The new monsters didn't use to tire. It used to be on and off on rage mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of why uh, it's easy for me to tell when Diablos is almost dead because Diablos he just gets angry when he's almost dead. He doesn't mm. get tired as much. So uh, at least that's the way, way he was in the previous game. I don't know if Monster Hunter World he acts the exact same that way because I I think I only got him the limp once. So. Okay. He kick he keeps kicking my butt because I was yeah, not that great. Um, <laughs> um but what I was gonna say before I got into the the whole adapt to hunter thing is a lot of veterans have been sort of concerned about the monster list. Um, okay. so even from the leaked list, we're talking like eh, about thirty large monsters, right? Mm -hmm. And we're coming off of things like Monster Hunter Generations and uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. We're talking like those are 70, 60 plus monsters each. Uh, large monsters. And mm. so there's been a lot of concern about like, you know, is there going to be enough content and that kind of stuff. And I keep trying to remind people that, hey, people played thousands of hours in Monster Hunter Tri and it had 18 large monsters. Yeah. It had already less than this. But I wanted to ask your opinion. Do you feel like there's going to be a lot more monsters than we know about or that we've seen from this leaked list? Like, how much do you think they're holding back? Um, I mean, it's a good question because I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, that's things that I've asked as well in interviews before, and they've they've always been very kind of like closed off about the list. But I think, like, for me, it's one of those things where, from like a game de game development point of view as well, like, I always have a slightly different insight because of you know I spent some time like in the in the industry anyway, so I kind of yeah. see things from like developer point of view as well. Same but, like, here. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm I'm just I'm just always like, I don't I think whatever they give us is gonna be great because I, I think bear in mind like you know you get to the point where you look at generations you're like all right sure there were like a ton of monsters in there because ultimately right. for while while every single 3ds version has you know it's, it's introduced a few th few new things it's changed a little bit but ultimately it's still built on fundamentally the same engine right it grow it goes up right. and then you know they they can basically just grab grab things from from pre-existing things they can bring them over sure they can tweak things and, and whatnot but ultimately to get you know, a very big list in generations. It's it's a lot easier for them to be like, all right, let's just take everything from the previous Monster Hunter game, take those monsters, add some more stuff in, and then you have this constantly growing list. Whereas to go to a world which is so drastically different, I, mm. I imagine everything has to be built from the ground up. So, you know, to suddenly oh, yeah. create... Yeah, to suddenly create like 60, 70 monsters in world would have been an insane amount of work, right? To the point where, you know, I, I, just, yeah. I just don't feel like... 
oh, you know, at this stage, while yes, every time there's a new monster revealed, it looks more and more like the the leak list ends up being true. But regardless of whether it is mm-hmm. or not, the point is like even if there's thirty to begin with, as you said, like people invested thousands of hours into try, um, and if they had eighteen monsters, you know, this is like a little, little less than double that if assuming we're, we're going with thirty. And I think mm. there's going to be so much content in here anyway. I mean, there's just like, I think about the beta. Like, we, I've, I mean, I think, I, what was it? The first beta, I basically played it for like 10, 12 hours a day all the, for the, all three days. I mean, like, and, that's, right. and that was literally just Jagras, Anjanath. And I mean, that was also the first beta before there was even like Kuruyaku and Puke Puke, right? So that's just like literally the three monsters. And then obviously the couple of other ones that were roaming around. And I, I played that for like 30 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, that's that's thirty hours for three monsters. Give me, you know, times that by by another ten. It's great. So I mean, like, I, I think I think honestly, like the way that I see it is when I when I sat down and I chatted to Ryoza and um, Tokoda and they were just like, there've been a lot of questions about content, you know, they're about monster numbers and stuff, and they were like, all we're going to ask is just trust us. We've been making monster hunter for a long time. We know what we're doing, and we're there's right. plenty of stuff for you guys to enjoy. When they said that, I'm like, you know what? You're right because like you guys know. You guys know the series. You guys are trying to make a great game. Whatever they deliver, it's going to be cool. And the fact that we know that we're going to be getting frequent updates and all those yeah. updates are free. So even if we end up launching with, what, like 30 monsters, we already know we've got Devil Joe coming. There could be, who knows how many more monsters we've got coming before. I mean, you look at like 4 Ultimate had like a, a solid 12 months of uh, a free DLC. You know, assuming yeah. we get that for, for World, that roster could very easily just bolster you know, in a short space of time. So honestly, I'm not worried. I think to myself, there's so much new content here and so much stuff to, to, to enjoy that um, I'm just going to... And also the other cool thing as well is a lot of the things they've been showing off have still been new monsters. So yes, if it's one of those things where, all right, there are only 30, but a lot of them are newer monsters, sure, there's, there's some favorites that I do wish would come back. You know, it'd be like, I would love to see T-Rex. I would love to see um, Legiacris. I would love to see Zenoga. But like, if most of the monsters we've seen are new, then that in itself is is more valuable content, right? I think I think if they brought back mm-hmm. 30 monsters, 25 of which are old monsters, it would have felt a little bit like, oh, what's actually new kind of thing. But since we've right. seen so many new monsters, I'm like, you know what? This is this is exciting as it is. Yeah, it's it I personally I haven't been too worried. I would mm. like I would like the more the better for me, right? Yeah, of course, I mean, I yeah. think that in general, the more the better. Um, but you mentioned you're on the game development side. I, you know, you've you've been in that world before, um, or at least around it. Um, mm-hmm. Me as a programmer, for my profession, I understand how these things can go horribly wrong and awry, and take time. And you know, making making an application that does taxes, that's just numbers, is not an easy thing. Yeah. Now put AI on a monster and make it, you know, somewhat believable and make this awesome game out of it. That's like, that's like 7,000 times more complicated than what I do for a living. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that takes me 10 hours a day. <laughs> like it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. You know, the developers have learned to kind of do this kind of stuff. I'd be afraid to go into game development at this point. That's kind of why I became a programmer is I wanted to go into game development, but then, you know, you have a family and that kind of stuff and you can't really just rush off to California when you live in Ohio. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so, I think the other thing to think about as well, also not just to just kind of um, jump in there as well, is that um, not only do they, are they, you know, are they are the monsters more kind of, you know, a lot of them have like 
have been like redone and revamped and whatnot. But also, mm-hmm. there's a ton of like monster interactions that we just never saw before. Like, sure, you know, Rathalos and Rathian could have flown into the same area in a previous Monster Hunter game, but or like different monsters, but they never really interacted in proper ways. Whereas these ones, you have you know full on turf wars that some of these monsters are fighting. So not only do you have you know a load of new monsters, but there's just all the new ways they can interact with one another as well, and you know, and interacting with like the environment and stuff. So I think there's, there's yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on here. And also, the, I think the other thing to bear in mind as well is mm-hmm. I think they're probably they're they're trying to like I think they're probably trying to create the game in such a way where they're giving people plenty of content, but this is also a kind of like a test for them because this is a big push for Capcom to try and really push Monster Hunter in the West. Obviously, like you know, anyone yes. that's like listening to this podcast, anyone that like reads the subreddit, we're obviously already existing massive fans anyway, and we love it in the West anyway. But yeah. for it has still been for quite a while a, a relatively niche niche series, right? So and this yep. is this, this is their big push. So if they and it is still ultimately a gamble for them, right? I mean, there is still a chance that the game could come out, and despite their best efforts, people might still be like, you know what? I still don't get Monster Hunter. It still doesn't appeal to me, and it could still become, it could still remain a moderately niche game, right? That is still a, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, and but it is still a possibility. So if they were to then, again, from a development point of view, be like, all right, let's make this the biggest Monster Hunter we've ever made with like a hundred monsters, like insane amounts of content, and then the game comes out and it's not the hit in the West they were hoping for. I mean, that's yeah. a big hit for them, right? Yeah, that's a huge financial dunk. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas if they if they if they play it, you know, if they play it safe. Because I mean, think about it as well. Like in this in this sense, let's just, let's just say they play it safe, and you know, um, Devil's Advocate. Let's say it launches. It's got the thirty monsters. People love it, and then everyone in the West is like, holy crap! How have I never heard about Monster Hunter before? This is insane. It's amazing. I love this. I want more of this. You know, suddenly they can be like, all right, well, here's here's your years. Here's your years free free updates. We're gonna drop Devil Joe. We're gonna drop x different monsters we might you know they could even be like oh we're gonna add like another 10 monsters right that suddenly right. bolsters and when you factor in every new monster's got a new armor set got new weapons and stuff there's more stuff for you to do and then again you know by judging by the interviews and they've been they've been talking about it sounds like we're just launching with low and high rank that's yeah it's also an entire possibility they could be like all right it's popular we'll give you a g rank expansion sell it as downloadable content add in like another 20 monsters and before you know it we've got world with like 50 60 monsters so you know anything's right. possible um, but I think I think yeah I think regardless whatever it is um, I'm not too worried I think I've I'm always I always has not have an open mind to this kind of stuff anyway but I've just literally been like <laughs> super hyped about everything and there's not really yeah. anything that's been like that I've I've had like bad to say or anything that's kind of phased me too much apart from like the scout flies but <laughs> apart from that um, yeah <laughs> yeah I actually kind of like the scout flies it's like aside from when they get confused that annoys that's, me that's the thing I don't mind yeah I don't mind their existence. I just they just never work for me like even though even I'll pin them and they'll just like they'll leave me somewhere and they'll be like oh no we've changed our mind please go this way it's like come on <laughs> really <laughs> yeah sometimes they decide to go for like let's say uh uh Barioth's mud Baroth's mm. mud not Barioth that's a different monster Baroth's <laughs> mud um instead of Baroth and and I learned in the game to sort of like, okay, I kind of already know where Baroth is going to be, so yeah. I'm just going to ignore the scout flies right now. They'll catch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, uh, one thing I wanted to uh, sort of uh, mention, you know, back on like the the amount of monsters and you know all the development stuff that we were talking about, is that um, I. It would be really one of the things I want to do, and I haven't been doing this podcast for long, um, but I have been in the Monster Hunter community for a long time, Hmm. um, is that I started this whole thing, you know, the whole podcast thing, uh, you know, from, you know, the meltdown that was like the community when we first heard about World and we're not getting double cross and there's a lot of negativity. So I wanted to be 
you know, a sort of a positive, just sort of discussion on Monster Hunter, like we're doing. But mm. one of the other reasons is that I watch a lot of YouTube content. I watch a lot of that kind of stuff because I could watch that while I work or mm. listen to it mostly. And one thing that I've noticed with like people noticing the game here in the West is you've got these really big like gaming focused podcasts and content producers like Easy Allies, kind of funny games, uh, and those kind of people. And you're actually seeing them talk about Monster Hunter a little more. Mm. But I'm still at the point where I'm just begging for them to give it a little bit more limelight. Because yeah. um, one of my favorite ones in the most recent day, recent days has been Easy Allies. And they don't sort of do that sort of news coverage um, for their podcast. They're mm-hmm. more like what we're doing here. They're more discussion, but they're about discussion about games in general. Right. And they only have out of their nine people, one person who's like a, a legitimate Monster Hunter fan. Right. So you, it doesn't come up that often because he's also a Dragon Ball Z fan. He's also you know, like, you know, most people are not fans of one game. I've mentioned before, yeah. I'm huge into D- D&D. I'm not just a mod on the Monster Hunter sub. I'm also a mod on D&D behind the screen. I write giant monster ecologies. I'm not just into Monster Hunter. <laughs> like, nice. um the other thing, yeah, like I mean, Diablo, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's everyone has like different games that they go across. But the thing is, like the, these content producers, they sort of gloss over Monster Hunter, and I want to mm. see the point where that flips. The, I think if 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 Monster Hunter is a success, I'm, I think we're going to see that flip because I saw that happen with Destiny, right? Yeah. Destiny was sort of just written off uh, with kind of funny games, and specifically this happened. Um, Greg, uh, as a lo- some people may know, is sort of like the figurehead of kind of funny. And there's a lot of them, and you know they're all important people for sure. But Greg is a lot of the one the guy a lot of people gravitate to. When he started playing Destiny two, people were like, "Oh, they're into they're talking about Destiny two a lot." And Andrea Renee, who's on there too, is you know she's big into Destiny. So you know Destiny, mm-hmm. Destiny. It was like every podcast they mentioned Destiny in some sort of fashion. I'm really hoping that happens at least with some podcasts for Monster Hunter. Yeah. And the problem that I have, and I'm sure the Carve has, and uh, you know all of us Monster Hunter focused people, is that we're not going to reach that sort of broad audience. The people are going to find us if they're interested. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is awesome. But like we're we're not we're not in the larger YouTube space or that kind of thing. Um, now you do have some overlap with Destiny and some other content you do, which is great that you're so into Monster Hunter. I really mm-hmm. appreciate. <laughs> I I know you're into it because you're into it, but I really like that you're into it because you know people do look at you for other stuff, and that does yeah. help spread the word. So yeah, like I, I'm just so uh, I'm I'm happy that you know we're probably going to be seeing a good you know, number boon in the community. I just, I, I really hope that it is that turning point that they're hoping it is. I really hope so too. And I, I mean, I think, I think the other thing that's super powerful as well is just the fact that it's like, you know, I mean, I love playing Monster Hunter on a portable console. I love being able to take up the train with mm-hmm. me. But at the same time, I think being on these consoles, on a console where at the press of a button, you can be live on Twitch. Like, even if you're not a, not a quote-unquote Twitch streamer, you can at the, price, at the press of a button just stream to Twitch. And I think, I think that Precisely. in itself... Like suddenly we're gonna have a directory full. I mean, I also, I mean, you know, you're talking about like like big podcasts and stuff, like you know, name dropping things like that. I mean, but other, other things I'm excited for. I mean, like for example, a couple of very very big Twitch streamers, Gathalian and Professor Broman. They are huge yes. Monster Hunter fans. They've been playing for years, but they just never really played. They never streamed the handheld ones because, of course, it's quite hard to stream 3DS games. You Indeed. know, I mean, obviously, unless you want to go to Katsukiti and get it 
like imported and wait for six months. So so they're you know they're incredibly exciting. I mean and I mean Gathalian is like a is a well, both of those are a huge force on Twitch and they've got huge yes. audiences and they play lots of different games. So that in itself, like you know, I mean, he's been talking about it all week in his streams because he's just counting down the days. So when he when he live streams, you know, he's gonna have his like if he's streaming to like some eight ten thousand people concurrent and they're just like what is monster hunter and suddenly he's like well let me show you i mean that's a huge audience of people that are suddenly going to be like this game looks awesome so that um that i'm super excited for yeah so i mean there's definitely that and also just like from content creation i mean i've i've already seen um a few people kind of do like some some new channels and stuff doing some stuff in the beta which is which is really encouraging to see i've seen uh, i can't yes. remember the name off the top of my head but there's a there's a guy who's been dropping some um some like early weapon sort of tutorial kind of things on the subreddit and like they've, they've been some like some great tutorials it's, it's a channel that i you know I, I hadn't i mean he's obviously been around for a while but i mean it's a channel that i hadn't heard of before but he's obviously right. dipping his toes into monster hunter and making some new content and, like that's great to see like i i want to see like a lot more people making content you know don't whether it be guides or tutorials or just in general like let's plays and just like fun i mean there's that's another thing as well that's quite exciting there's a lot of like let's play youtube channels out there and yeah. now that Monster Hunter World's got a story, I mean, I don't know how good the story's going to be, but it's still got a story and it's got like, cutscenes and stuff. So that means that those kind of channels could play through, even if they're not necessarily going to play, like they might be the channel that will play it for like just the 60 hours to complete the campaign. And then they might put the game down. And I mean, that's fine because there will be people that will do that, right? But even so, if they if they have like a, you know, a series playthrough and they're like, oh, you can watch, you know, the Monster Hunter story playthrough. I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be more content for people to kind of dip their toes into, right? So, right. and I think, I think that's and I think that's that's quite important because there are different people that experience it in different ways. I'm hoping that you know most people that pick it up will understand that Monster Hunter is more than just playing through the story. It's going to be about like you know the the bigger end game of grinding for gear. But there was still the fact that from the sounds of it, World will allow you to at least play through and just experience a story. And if you do just want to play it as like a 60 hour game and then put it down, then these people are still getting experience out of it, right? So yeah. Um, but no, I'm yeah, I'm I'm incredibly excited. You know, more content, more more podcasts, more uh, streams. It's gonna be yeah. I just I just really really hope. And I think I think the other important thing to do. I mean, you know, I've I've stressed in a couple of live streams. I know they've kind of spoken about it. Um, the community manager Socks has said it in a couple of chances when he's in stream as well. I think I think one of the most important things is that we are like welcoming as well. Because I mean, there are yes, you know, I mean, it's it's it, they are they are few and far between. But there are there are some elitists out there, and I've seen I've seen some comments on YouTube channels. I've seen some different different things, and people that are just very much like you know this is this is this is my game i don't want it to change i don't want you know like i don't like new people and things like that it's just like you know that attitude kind of definitely needs to change if we want the game to succeed if we want it to grow like we need to be welcoming there'll be there'll be a lot of people coming in there'll be a lot of people joining online lobbies joining your quests who might not have played the games before and it's going to be incredibly important that we are supportive of those people because the more people that you know the more, the more that we give them a warm welcome and explain what most hunter is and they play the better it is. I mean, that's what I try to do. Again, that's what I'm trying to do through my tutorials. I'm trying to make sure that if there's anything people are confused about, I will have a means of saying, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to understand. Um, because, mm -hmm. yeah, ultimately, you know, the more the more that we bring people in, the bigger the community gets and the more the game is a success, right? So... Yes, yeah. I, I completely agree. That is um, something that... This is going to get a little behind the scenes for the, for the sub, but that is something that um, myself and the other mods really stress is being welcoming yes um, so we, we try our hardest to not alienate uh new users to the sub and that kind of thing mm. i think sometimes we're not the greatest at it um you know it's it's hard to distinguish when people are just like self-promoting their videos and they're not really yeah. participating in the community that's where we tend to okay please you know please participate be part of the community don't just drop oh, your yeah. video and say bye um 
you don't have to worry about that. You and Gaijin are both on the sub from time to time. We know that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try and post as much as I can, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's been... Uh, it's been a sort of a weird place for you know to be a monster hunter fan because you know things are changing and i think for the better for sure but change is scary and yes, a lot of people of got scared um so there's some people who are generally just elitists out there and you know honestly i would say just ignore them this is a yeah. game that you can play the way you want to play um that's the fact that any help any weapon can be a solo weapon you can solo the game with anything if you're you know if you have the drive to learn how to do it and that kind of stuff so yeah mm-hmm. sure i think some game some weapons are going to be harder to do i would i would say in previous games sword and shield would be like ultimate hard mode solo mode but <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but you know it's doable so i i am glad to see a lot of new people uh coming in uh it's been it's been definitely a, a ride these past couple six seven months. Um, mm-hmm. I never expected it to be on PlayStation. Those rumors came out, and I was like, "This just doesn't make sense." The, the, there's yeah. there's no way this is coming to PlayStation. They've been on PlayStation. Things went sour. <laughs> Why would they be going back? Like, uh, and but you know that we're living in a world where Monster Hunter is coming to PlayStation Four and Xbox One and PC. It's just the thing. Um, mm. Personally, I would have liked to see it hit Nintendo consoles also, being a Nintendo fan myself. But yeah. I've followed Monster Hunter. I've bought three PSPs for Monster Hunter. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, it, I'm more a fan of the game than I am of a platform uh, oh, for course, a lot yeah. of things. And it's funny, my favorite three favorite series aren't even Nintendo series. But I still love Nintendo games. <laughs> mm. um, it's just... Uh, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really glad to see a lot of people though, like a lot more people coming in. I just oh yeah, I, it's it's, I, it's so good to see. It's just yeah, and I mean just just also I mean that you know as you were saying before, like I've I've spoken to you know because I go to I go to like a lot of uh, like events when I come to um, like capture gameplay and stuff, and I, I speak to game journalists, I speak to mm-hmm. other YouTubers and stuff, and there's a lot of people that you know had never played the series before, and they, or they, or they've been like oh I've heard of I've heard of Monster Hunter before, never really had a chance to get into it either because I don't really play those kind of like I don't play like on handheld or I haven't you know for whatever reason, and there, there yeah. have been a lot of people that are just like I'm really excited about this. I mean I was chatting to. Um, the outside xbox guys for example and uh mike from that specifically he's really looking forward to playing monster hunter um you know mm-hmm. i mean and just 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 so many people it's just i mean I've, i was even chatting to um ali a obviously you know massive youtuber and he's just he's like he's seen some videos and he like he had a chance to play at um gamescom and he's like yeah i'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to checking it out i mean you know you never know like quite how much you'll have the time to play it because obviously everyone's busy and stuff but the fact that there's just a lot more people that you know there's obviously they've seen it and they're just like i'm excited it's just yeah it's so it's so good to see yeah, yeah. Uh, I think part of the challenge there was before is, you know, Monster Hunter wasn't popular enough to really mm. do a lot of content. Because, I mean, if you're a content producer like yourself, there's certain things that you probably have to drop because it's not going to get enough views, I would assume, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I suppose it depends on the kind of like the angle. I mean, like Monster Hunter, like prior to World, was like you know it was kind of it was it was still like a it did well on the channel, but it was never like one of the the huge ones. But I I've always pushed it because it's just a series that I love, and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep making videos. I'm gonna teach people about Monster Hunter. Um, yeah, but yeah. But I mean, obviously, you know, for some people, yeah, they have to if if they if they were to cover it and they'd be like you know what it's just not getting the not getting the views. Ultimately, they have to they have to look at it like a business, right? And it's just like yeah. if it doesn't if it doesn't bring them in the views, then then understandably. 
or it doesn't fit their their content um, exactly well. yeah um, but I, I was going to say, you know, back to the whole streaming stuff. I'm actually going to be streaming at this point now too. I've never been a streamer. I've never oh, nice. been a YouTuber or a streamer or that kind of stuff. Well, all right. I did do a Diablo one let's play like a long time ago, but <laughs> no one's seen that. I've taken that down now. So <laughs> <I can> try. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm just, yeah, I, you're right that a lot of people are going to be streaming this. Um, my good friend from high school that I've reconnected with over this game, he's streaming. Uh, he nice. streams Overwatch. He's going to be streaming this now. Um, not that he has like any audience or following, like because I don't. I, I have two subscribers on Twitch. I have <laughs> uh, Wrath of Gog and my high school friend. That's it. Not even my wife. <laughs> um, well, that's that's. That's kind of a joke. She doesn't do this stuff, but, (laughs) um, so yeah. Uh, so we've been, uh, talking a lot about, you know, like the beta and how popular it's going to be, but, um, we mentioned that we wanted to get into like what we're just excited for, uh, in the game coming up. So I'll just ask you that. Well, what are you excited for when we finally have our hands on the full game? So I think I've got, I'd say I've got three main things I'm super excited for. So okay. one of them is um, just like the main, obviously the main reason I play Monster Hunter, the, the, like I love to, like I'm a person that likes to customize. So every time I fight a new monster, you know, there's the, there's the excitement of like, you've hunted it, you go back and you see like the armor set, right? And there's like, mm-hmm. there have been a few that we've seen um, in some of the, um, obviously in some of the trailers and stuff, but there's still a load we, a load of like monsters we haven't seen. So I'm super excited to see just like, all the armor sets because like that I just I, just, I can't wait and I'm going to make like I've I w- I've always said like in previous Monster Hunter games like, I've, I've wanted to kind of make like all the armor or lots of the armor Um, I feel like I feel like in this game I might actually try and go off that because I'm, I'm going to be playing it a lot anyway I'll be streaming it I'll be making videos on it yeah. so passively I'll just be playing it like a lot anyway so I might genuinely try and like especially if there's no given there's no like gunner armor now it's just it's just like one one set I might yeah. try if I can and make like, like once I get to like high rank or something make like all the high rank armor or something if I if I could, that would be that would be kind of cool. And plus, you know, I want to try and bring back like the mix set Monday series anyway, so it'll, it'll be more beneficial if I have all the armor anyway. Um, so I definitely say that. Amazing. I'd say also, um, like every monster has some kind of quote unquote final boss monster, right? And it's the one, it's it's the, it's the one they never normally show before the launch. Like you know, you you might see. I mean, at best, like when Double Cross came out, we saw like the snippet of like the the robot looking monster, but we still didn't see what it was until obviously you play the game. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I want to see whatever that is because you know sometimes in the past they have been huge. I'm thinking like Amatsu and stuff like that. So like I mean, World is such a big game; it has that has this scope. So I I can't even begin to think what possibly that could be. Um, I'm really hoping they blow us away. I'm hoping like they they use the grand scale of the game and like it ends up being like a, a final boss kind of comparable to the likes of like Gogmazios or like Amatsu yeah. and stuff like that. That would be that would be insane. Um, so yeah, yeah, just that, and, and I think the other one, just just a simple thing, but just like just like the day to day grind and hunting my friends, like I just really enjoy the process mm-hmm. of like you know you get you get in because I've loved I've loved the beta, but like you don't there's no progression in the beta, right? It's just like correct, the, yeah. the feeling of like jumping on and be like, all right, that armor set's cool, let's go and hunt. Like even if I have to hunt this monster ten times back to back, I'm gonna do it. So just uh yeah, just just to be back hunting monsters is uh is that. What about you? Uh. Well, I was going to say on your last point there, there's something to be said about being part of like a, a, a community of people playing together. Yes. Um, there's like, hey, like this guy, like the 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 cutscenes that they used to do in 
like let's say for ultimate right where the the three hunters are in their distinctive male um or generations there's that group of four hunters which including the the feline uh Hmm. there's like there's a sort of an idea that like you and a bunch of buddies like you got your own unique squad and you're going out there and sort of progressing together i can see what you're saying about being excited about that um yeah I haven't had that in a long time. So that is one of the things I'm excited for is to actually be playing with some of my friends again. Um, And hopefully they'll stick with it this time because uh, I don't know. I've talked about this a long time ago, um, but you know, to you, I think maybe some listeners have heard this before, but um, I started out in the first monster hunter because my friends convinced me to buy the game. Right. And these are those same friends that I've reconnected with recently uh, in monster hunter world. Um, but they dropped Monster Hunter 1 maybe about HR 15 before you get to 20. So 20 right, okay. used to be the max. and or was, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But basically, they were almost to the end game, but never there, right? Um, and I'm excited just to do that with a lot of different people this time because I don't just have my high school friends. I have my new college friends that also play. Um, mm. I've been playing with some people from the community and doing this podcast. I've, I've met and, you know, been able to talk to so many great people from the sub, uh, you know, Gog and Lobo. I would have never known if I hadn't done this podcast, mm. like, uh, you know, like, um, which for you, I don't know if you've been following us as a podcast for a while. Now we now have three normal hosts, which is Lobo and Gog and mm-hmm. myself. Uh, you met Gog before. He was he was um, the yeah. unofficial co-host when we t- recorded with you last time, but he was going to be the official co-host. Nice. Um, so yeah, there. You know, I, I would have never got to you know interact with a lot of different people. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I've been a mod on the sub longer long before this this uh, you know the zeitgeist of monster hunter world i've you know i've been a mod since the try days or try three okay. ultimate. so like it, but as a mod you don't get to interact with the community in the same way you know no, I mean? yeah you're seeing more of like someone slapping your wrist for doing something wrong on the sub more than being a community member yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah um so yeah i'm just i'm excited to just, just sort of play with everybody and sort of experience everything um Another thing, the the biggest thing that I personally am excited for is the monsters. Um, yeah. I mentioned that my whole passion in all of fantasy, gaming, D&D, everything has always been monsters. I love monsters. And mm-hmm. Monster Hunter has some of the best monsters, in my opinion, as far as um, fleshed out in their ideas. You know what yes. I mean? They're living, breathing creatures, even in Monster Hunter 1, right? The ideas were always there, and Riozo said that. Right. He was we're finally able to do what we wanted to do. Right. It's not that they just sort of, you know, came up with on the spot. We're revamping because people said we should. No, that's always been their goals to make these really fleshed out creatures. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited to see that happen. I'm excited to to see that vision. And if I ever get to meet him, I'm going to thank him up and down. He's given me. the the best game series that i have ever played like Mm -hmm. uh as far as like heroes in my world he's one of them like (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. uh, um the the one of the things i want to see is i want to see more territorial clashes but i I want i want to see and i'm not sure if they did this and of course they haven't talked about this yet i want to see interactions with other large monsters that aren't violent or um let's say with allison rathian I want to see if possibly they not 
them actually mating, but like, you know, sort of like a, Hey, I'm interested in you kind of thing. Like them yeah. dancing at each other, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like real creatures might do, or, you know, they just yeah. fight cause they're, you know, Hey, I'm, I, I got another mate. Get out of here. You're, you're encroaching on our, like, yeah, that's true. So I, I want to see maybe like, a um, some more interactions that just aren't, you know, like, Hey, get out of my territory, which I mean, yeah, most of the time you see animals fighting because of territory and that kind of stuff, large predatory animals that we're looking at. Um, yeah. Or territorial in Diablos's case. <laughs> a lot of people tend to mistake Diablos for this giant man-eating wyvern, and now he's he's a cactivore. He eats cactus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it's part of the reason why he's my favorite. He's just he's so different. Yeah, from that's true. All, a lot of the other things, but yeah, that's that's what I am personally just just most excited for is just to see how they were able to bring you know, the monsters more to life than before. Um, mm. Because that's what I do with my writing is I create ecologies for monsters. Um, and this is pseudo related. I actually wrote a, an ecology on flying wyverns. Um, oh, really? I, yeah. So um, it's based on the monster hunter flying wyverns, um, but it's more geared towards the D and D spectrum of things. Okay. So basically sort of explaining how a wyvern's daily life would become uh, you know, like would be and where they came from and how they came to be in the context of Monster Hunter. And all of the wyverns I talk about are, uh, I call them the Wraths and then the the Burrowing Desert Wyvern. And you're like, I just, I was being, you know, not saying their names, but, you know, yeah. talking about them. Because um, I, I, I just like doing that in my writing, making references and stuff. Um, but nice. one of the, I got a lot of flack though for comparing them to dinosaurs, but that was just my own headcanon. The, the wyverns evolved from dinosaurs, but hey, <laughs> you know, kind of makes sense to me considering brute wyverns. Then you get into flying yeah. wyverns. And <laughs> <True>. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, so yeah, that's that's the the biggest thing uh, that I'm excited for. So um, to sort of like wrap this up, cause we, you know, it's sort of informal and that kind of stuff. It's just how we do it now. We don't have a, if you remember before we had like a, an agenda and topics mm. per, yeah, I think you remember doing that, right? We had like yeah, a, yeah. a list we were looking at. I've, yeah, I've stopped doing that. That doesn't help a lot. Uh, okay. fair, <laughs> uh, fair. It's just open discussion. We're just doing, you know, what, it, what yeah, I mean. It was more, more, more organic that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to end off with is just a story of two of just like, uh, I call it like the around the hunters campfire. Like, what what are some of your favorite monster hunter moments? I think one of my like actually actually like it came back up on Twitter the other day. Like someone um like tweeted the gif that kind of started the whole charge blade movement for me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, well, I, I say I say that. I mean, I was using charge blade before, but there's like before um when he's playing for Ultimate, before Sox was community manager, like, because I've, I've known him since we used to work together at Microsoft, and, like, mm-hmm. we, we used to play Monster Hunter together, and we, um, we had, like, our team, which we used to call, like, the Naptime Ninjas, because basically we, we used to, like, sleep, put the monster to sleep, and then use the Schoenberg Scythe, um, Charles yeah. and we would, like, get four of us, and we would synchronize the Ultras, so that they would hit the monster at the same time, but that all yep. started because there was, a. Like we we didn't invent that. That started because there was a there was a gif. It was on it was on the subreddit. I, I can't remember who it was, but there were there were Japanese players, four of them, and they were fighting Kirin. Kirin was asleep. They all put bombs down. They all. Oh, I remember this gif. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. And they yeah, so they they do the synchronized ultra all with the Shadowbog scythe, and it's yeah. like it's so perfect. So then when that happened, like I sent it to Socks. I was like, 
we need to start doing this. So at first it was just me and him that bought the, that got the the scythe, and we used the in-game ping to um, mm-hmm. to synchronize it. It would be like ping, 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 and then we just we go because obviously you know if we're if we're speaking on chat, there's like a, a latency kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of the other guys that we were playing with, we got them into Charge Blade as well, and they started doing the same thing. So that's where we kind of adopted the name like Naptime Ninjas because basically <laughs> we were just like we yeah we just put them onto the sleep and then just do that, and it just became it became the thing that we did, and it was just like it was it was so so good. And that yeah, that was uh that's that's definitely one of my one of my fondest moments of like the Monster Hunter like wow. time. That's that's really cool. Mm. Um, have you ever some so? so uh, my moment. Have you ever? It takes a little preface. Did, have you ever seen the Mad videos? The yes. Oh, I love them. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I would dare say that inspired the Mad videos is the old Monster Hunter One promotional material showed. Um, so Rathalos used to do the thing where he would circle the map. It was everyone hated it because you couldn't fight him. He just flew off, but he didn't fly to another area. He just circled around the area. You couldn't even shoot him. He's literally a mile in the sky and then he would bank and he would come down and he would sort of like strafe the ground and land. Okay. Um, so that move has been erased a long time ago. I think they right. still had it in freedom unite. And I think that's the last we saw of it. Um, he used to just bank and just sort of fly across the ground. Um, but, uh, this is before you could charge a great sword. So you just had an overhead chop, a side chop and an uppercut. That's it. Okay. One of the promotional materials showed a hunter knocking Rathalos out of a sky during that swoop when he's straight really? the ground. And I, that was just, it's like one of the original like PR trailers for the game or something. And I okay. always wanted to do that. So even further back in Monster Hunter 1, I was a heavy bow gunner for the first 1,500 hours. And <laughs> the second 1,000 hours I played was Greatsword. Uh, wow, because okay. I, I lost my 1,500 hour save. Uh, yeah, it was it was devastating, but I was a 14, 15 year old kid. So whatever, just jump back into it. Um, Fair, <laughs> um, I actually pulled that move off. Um, so he's strafing the ground and he comes in and I just timed it perfectly. And I always got carded because I always tried to do it. Because I was just right. so obsessed with doing it, and I finally pulled it off one time, uh, and I was like, showing off the game to my girlfriend, now wife at the time. I was just nice. so proud of myself. <laughs> she had never awesome. seen it, <laughs> and I was like, "Watch this!" And I was all cocky and stuff, and I was like, "Wham!" Hit him in the head, and he just drops. And I was like, "Oh!" And I dropped the controller and lost all the time to get free hits. But hey, I still did it. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. And you know, of course, you know, it wasn't like the I'm I bet those mad videos are somewhat staged. Of course they're cut, you know, like really, you know, uh, they're cut together. It's not like it's yeah. all doing it in one hunt, but like I mean, I think they're, they're still amazing. In, yeah. yeah. I mean, in some of them like there were there were a couple of them where they actually have like outtakes at the end to kind of give you an idea of like the amount of failed attempts like the monster will come towards oh, yeah. and they'll they will they'll they'll mess time the flinch and stuff and yeah but i mean that they're those videos i mean in fact actually kind of going back to what you were saying earlier like what else are you looking forward to in world the other thing is seeing mad videos come out oh, from the world yes. because like they're gonna look so so crazy there there's some good stuff out there already just like people doing things like mm-hmm. um i would say that i was pretty proud of my counter kill i talked about earlier um but another one I've seen is a lot of people. <laughs> there was someone. On, it was on the sub. They continuously kept knocking Anjanath out of the air, um, 
and it was like it was trying to do that that jump from the sort of beach area of the oh yeah and it was trying to jump up that vine wall that you can sort of find him in the beginning so he's trying to mm-hmm. go up into the trees and someone just kept knocking him down every time he was trying to jump up because i guess <laughs> he was super weak i think That's it was amazing it was a gunner or something. And I've seen another where, so, uh, Anjanath was on the, like, there's the area that in the, in the forest, that's got that, uh, little pool at the bottom. It has some of those really super aggressive catfish. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's like a giant Rocky Hill up to the sort of clearing that has the giant hollow tree. Yeah. If, yeah. if you remember that area, that giant slanted rock area that has the paratodes. Yeah, um, yeah. someone, uh, this was also on the sub. Uh, and Anjanath jumped uh, in the air to, to pounce on the hunter. And they did the mortar shot, oh, I okay. think. And it knocked him out of the air in midair. And he just dropped straight. Amazing. It was, Amazing. Just, it was like so good. Those, there's there's some out there already, but not, yeah. not No official mad videos yet, but that's, that's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Uh, well, thank you, hunters, for joining us today, um, and we will see you next quest. See ya! Thank you, Hunters, for listening today. You can catch us on SoundCloud or any past episodes on Google Drive download or YouTube.